Um, I heard about this older woman who came to church on a Sunday morning. Uh, a friendly usher met her in the back and said, Ma'am, where would you like to sit? She said, um, I like to sit in the very front row. He said, oh no, ma'am, you don't want to sit through that. Our pastor is very boring and he will put you to sleep. Let me find a seat somewhere else. She looked at him appalled and she said, do you know who I am? She said, no, ma'am. She said, I am the pastor's mother. He hung his head in embarrassment and finally looked up and said, Ma'am, do you know who I am? She said, No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> anyway, no longer do. My mother's coming up now for a second to say a few words. Catherine, you want to help? <laughs> this is my mother. I wouldn't be here without her. <laughs> she, found me she found me 59 years ago. The twinkle in your eye and father's eye and boom, here I was. On the mission field. On the mission field. On the mission field in South America. She's such a missions lady, this one. And uh, her joy and her love for people, her hugging, her love for mission, I got it all from her. She's a wonderful oh, woman of wow. God, oh, wow. a matriarch of our family, and she's just an amazing. And, and I would like her to share a few things here. Too much, too much, too much. <laughs> hey, hello there. So happy to be here. Good morning. Now I'm not watching from my bed in Holland, which I love, the love stream, the live stream. I love it, you know. Then I see my whole family. I see Catherine. I see Gideon. I see Whitey. I see, I, yeah, of course, Fabian mostly, but Johnny also in the guitar. And I see Sasha singing. It's awesome. Hey, can you understand as a mother? I'm all, whoa. Woo. Yeah. I love Jesus. Amen. And it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. But this night, last night and last evening... I had this word in my heart all the time, life-giving. Harmony is life-giving. You are such a crazy church, but a stunning church and a happy church. I, I, I have no words for it because my English is too, too small, too, too tiny. But, 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 but you are awesome. You're awesome, and you're all personal. You're very much life-giving, if you just know it. Then I hear testimony here. I hear your songs. I hear your, your crying out and praying to the Lord. My goodness, this is a place of life-giving. I'm so happy here to be here. I so love Jesus, and I so love his word. This is a little Dutch Bible, though. But I love his word, and it's, it's, I ponder on it, and I, I, I eat it, and, I, and, and actually, I need to be in your midst. I really need it. I really was uh, so longing to be here. And so, I um, say, uh, yeah, longing, yeah, that's the best thing to do, to say. In your midst, to draw from you to draw the life that you are giving to the world. 
It's not only here in Christchurch, but you're giving it to the world via the live stream. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of my family to be here with Gideon and Catherine and the whole, my grandchildren. I love you all so much. But I was thinking, what shall I say? Well, so much is said already and so much to come. You're all longing for the Holy Spirit, I have heard. And you're in a new season, which is great, which is not normal, which is absolutely unique. I think you are in a unique place today and the next coming weeks and months and years. And you're going to give life to the world. Don't think different. You are giving life to the world, as I also try to do a little thing in my own. This morning I was watching you all, and I saw here a little David. There was a David singing and dancing out of his mind. He was, he was absolutely crazy. And I thought, who is this man? Actually, I know where he sits now, but he was there. And I watched him, and he was going out himself, and I loved it. Like David, he just went for it to praise the Lord. And that's for you all, young people. Oh, you're excellent. Oh, and the music, the musicians, excellent. Hen, I love you playing always, every night of every Sunday. I see you and everybody. Wow. But Psalm 121 has become my psalm. Because I'm a little over 50, as you understand. <laughs> little over 60. Just a little over 70. And even a little over 80. <laughs> but, but the Lord is my strength. Has always been. And he gave me, especially last year, this Psalm 1 to 1. And he says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Lord, you're my strength. You're always there. You're, you're there to watch over me. You're there to protect me. And everywhere I go, into a bus or an airplane or a train, when I enter, I put my hands on it and I say, Lord, this is me going in. And you watch over me. This is me. Me. You're a child. You're a royal child. It's me. Lord, you protect me. You protect my ingoings and my outgoings. This is what the psalm says. It says, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Come on. The maker of heaven and earth. My help. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. He who watches Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you, Yvonne. I want to know that. I want to, 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 to linger in that. He's watching over me. And the Lord is your shade at your right hand when I enter a plane. The sun will not harm you by day. I'm so sorry, there's no sun here in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, what have you done to it? 
Where is your sun? Where is your warmth? I mean, even my bones are... Anyway, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. But the Lord will keep you from all harm, and he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you coming and going. And that's what I need. Whenever thoughts come into my mind, they come and they go. They come and go. I pray this over my children. Wherever they go to study, they go and it ends again. So he's watching over you. He's watching over me. Am I going? Am I coming? Am I ending? And this is just so, just if you know it, you're totally safe. Totally safe wherever you go. It's absolutely true. He watches over you. He watches over the sparrow. I know that. And he's watching over me. And then I say, oh, yes, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh, Lord. Standing in need of prayer. Standing of life. Wanting life. More life, more spirit. I love Jesus because he's the one who gives you the Holy Spirit. So be open and ready to go for it, to go and choose life. As the Bible says, choose life today. Choose life and give life. Amen. Amen. I know I'm here because of mom, you know, not because of being a son, but also in the spirit, you know. These guys have been praying, mom has been praying for us forever, for our grandchildren. I know we are blessed because of that. Guys, make sure you pray. When you get older, you pray more. you got more time anyway. Just pray more, you know. You never retire in the kingdom of God, right? I mean, she's 80 plus, is still full of life. Sometimes when we walk somewhere, they think this is my sister. I've even had somebody say to me, is that your new husband? In Israel, in Israel, my new wife, sorry, my new husband, she said, is that your new husband? People, Murphy Miller Watson said that. Is that your new husband? Do you remember that in Israel, in the, in the thing? Hey, God is blowing. God is blowing by his wind and it's so powerful. Last week we had such a marvelous revival meeting, Saturday night. Who went Saturday night to Franklin Graham and Co.? Wasn't it amazing, guys? Praise the Lord. Hundreds came forward. About close to 500 people gave their hearts to Jesus Christ in Wellington. Amazing. And I heard about Auckland last night. Incredible times too. And uh, so God is moving in our lives, in our city. Sunday, Sunday morning was so wonderful. Last Sunday night, three people got saved again without altar call, like Catherine said. It's just a wonderful time. And we are leaning in. Amen? Leaning in. You actually can go to church twice. Somebody says to me, oh, I'm coming tonight instead of this morning. I said, why don't you go up this morning? What's wrong with this morning? Guys, we can go twice, three, four times. If you go to other parts of the world, they go to church all the time. You go and get out. If I start preaching eight hours later, they won't let you go. You go to, you go to China, underground church, they won't let you go. Tomorrow again, sir. Tomorrow I'll be here again. Guys, we become so kind of lethargic at times. Say, okay, let's have this little hour. Come on, let's lean into what the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you something. It's not for me. It's actually for you. And it's actually for the advancement of the kingdom of God. When we lean in, things start happening through our lives. We actually get happier anyway. So it's also good for yourself. Right? So I suggest we lean in. God is blowing by His Spirit. Last week I had a little, little um, vision 
well, two weeks ago, about this house on the hill, the church, you know, being blown and tossed around and doors were slamming and light was coming and blowing and stuff. And Jesus says, I am blowing. I am blowing in my church. I'm actually blowing through my church. I'm blowing out the cobwebs. I'm blowing out the disappointments. I'm blowing out the things, the sins, the things that so easily entangle. I'm blowing out everything that doesn't belong in your lives because it actually doesn't help you anyway. But some of us think it does help us. And some of it is crutches sometimes. And he says, I'm going to take out these crutches. Because you don't need, I am your crutch. Come on, let's say it together. God is our crutch. He is our crutch. He is our strength. In, and so Jesus says, I want my church back. I felt so clear the Holy Spirit said, I want my church back. But what does it mean by that? He said, I want my church back because I want their heart. Last week I spoke about our heart. Mine? And this series is coming back to basics. One of the basic things is coming to our first love. We have become a new Christian. Some of you are new, brand new Christians. You are so happy. Do you know that those people brought more people to the Franklin Graham than some of the older people in this room and outside in the body of Christ? Yeah, yeah I know. I've, I've been there, you know. These young people put a young dog with an old dog and they start playing and be happy again like this. Guys, but all of us, maybe sometimes we have a little bit lost a bit of our first love. And Jesus is saying, I am so affectionate about you. I am so longing for you. I am so jealous for my church. But your hearts are so far away from me. Even sometimes me. I've had a season of, of this pain and things happen in my life. And most of it had times, even COVID, it was hard. We struggled and things were going on. And it's so easy. It's so easy to drift just a little bit away. Just a little bit more away from the Holy Spirit and intimacy, close proximity that God is so longing for. It's so good for you, but he is longing as a husband for his bride. He is longing for your affection. He's longing for your love. He's longing for your life. He's longing for your, just everything abandoned to him. So that was last week, amen? Last week, I want my church back. I want to be holy and pure. It says here, Ephesians 5, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy and cleansing her by the washing of with water and through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Now, can I say something for those of us who understand grace and understand new covenant? It doesn't mean that we're not holy and there's no blemish. Of course, in our relationship and our spirit and positionally in every way, we have been, we got the righteousness of God, of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? But we're now talking about our minds, our hearts in the sense of our, our motivations, our emotions our thinking, and they can sometimes be a mile away from where we are in our born-again spirit. Can I have a good amen? amen? That's right. So you actually agree. That's so good to hear that. So Jesus is actually cleansing his church. He is actually cleansing his church. It says there by the word. Guys, we've got to sit under the word of God. I have such a passion again to, to read the word of God. So many of us don't even open a Bible every day. Come on, let's go open the Bible because our lives cannot be based on Facebook or of anybody else what says in your life, even though there may be amazing preachers, teachers, or evangelists. I don't know if they're right if it is not based on the word of God. So make sure you know the Word of God. And say, hey, what is this guy saying? Is it in the Word of God? Well, it's a bit different, you know. Make sure, because we need to make sure that we stay true to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so in, in Revelation in 1 and 2, it talks about the Ephesian church. And the Ephesian church, amazing church. But Jesus says, I've got one thing against you. You've lost your first love. Repent. Change your mind. Come after me again. You've lost your first love. I know there's people in this room because I had it too. You've lost your first love. 
I'm not talking about Jesus is somewhere there, an attachment in your life. He's there. I'm talking about he's everything. My mother said he's absolutely everything in your life. Everything in your life. And he wants your heart so abandoned to him, so in love with him. And I know when we're not. I know when I'm not. And you know when you're not. And so together, let's, let's, let's go back to our first love. And so the wind is blowing. And I suggest we put the sail up in our church right now. We are putting up the sail of Holy Spirit. Where are you blowing? We'll put up the sail. And we want to go where you want to go, right? Yeah. So that's what we're doing right now, right? As leadership. But also individually in your life. Come on, in your life, your unique journey with God. Put up your sail. Jesus, where are you leading me to? And my family and my business and my work and my whatever, you know. Make sure that we lean into the power of the Holy Spirit. It's more important than ever before. I call the word imperative. Everybody knows imperative? It, thank you. Important. Esther, you're amazing. It is imperative in these days. It will always was the case. But in these days in particular, imperative that we learn to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do life without the Holy Spirit. And some of us have tried to do it. Well, you can't do it because you will fail. Because you're never meant to live without the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about active living with the Holy Spirit. Not as a roommate you never talk to. Right? Well, he's so jealous for us. This, this, this first love. David says in 51, after he did some stupid things, he says, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Some of us have lost the joy of our salvation. Man, I've got it back. Last Tuesday night, it sounds last Tuesday night, honestly, I was on the floor, actually in a chair for an hour shaking. Well, I have not had this for a long time. For a long time. We were just, and visions came. I'm going to release a vision tonight, most likely. Another one. Amazing stuff happens when we start leaning in. When we start leaning in. Songs are being written. Josh wrote a song. Bex wrote another song. Another song. Jonathan. There's all these songs being sung. And that's so appropriate in a time when the Holy Spirit starts moving. All of our giftings are starting to do. And whatever your gifting is, it doesn't have to be music. Or whatever it is in your life, move in the gift of your life. Because wherever you are, in the workplace, in your family, in life, whatever God has positioned you in with influence, you'll find that when you flow in the Holy Spirit, you will bring life. What a powerful word that my mother gave. I didn't know what she was going to say. But you will bring life. And this church is all about giving life to people. Amen? But we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he is coming, which is Jesus, after me, will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Spirit. Everybody say fire. Fire. (laughs) I like this. Fire! He baptized with Holy Spirit and fire. I tell you something, when the Holy Spirit comes, power comes, but also the fire comes. And sometimes we get about the fire. I was going to try and get some, one of those torches, but I haven't got one yet. Like, like a fire, fire blower. What do you call these things? Yeah, I thought it was probably a bit dangerous here because they'd probably, probably be a little bit like, you know. <laughs> I was going to do a small one, you know. Not like, a, not like a big one because they would just blow this whole place, you know. You rather the extension cord, right? It's easier. Yeah, yeah, plugged in like this. Good. <laughs> you know? Hey, we are his workmanship. Amen? He's working in our lives. He is, we are his workmanship. We're not our workmanship. We're his workmanship. And he is making his church holy. 
I'm not talking about righteousness in the sense of standing for God. I'm talking about set apart, holy for him, holy abandoned, holy going after him. This is no time to muck around because you'll be seen very soon with the world. It's so easy. But we are in the world and not of the world. But it's so dangerous for us, all of us, even as Christians, to become like the world because we're in the world and all these things are happening all the time. I mean, me too, you know, I start thinking about worldly things. Guys, we cannot afford it. You can't afford it in your own life, but you also can't afford it for the mission that you're called to be. Because it will weaken you and it will weaken me in this way. So God is doing some beautiful stuff in our lives. His Holy Spirit is blowing in our lives. Amen. And he's washing and sanctifying his church. He is trying our motives. <laughs> our motives. He's working on our motivations and our desires. Man, I'm so challenged in this time. But I tell you, we will never live in the fullness of God, never live in the power of God without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So Gideon, why on earth do you talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is Pentecost, which is in June or May? Why do you talk about it today when we're actually ready for holiday? We're going to Christmas. I don't know why. But I, right now, there's something going on that is almost like a, a bow being like pulled back like this, like this, right, for next year. It's like, yeah, I know we're going to have a holiday. I need a holiday. We all need a holiday, right? But it's something like we're being pulled, and God is working here, and then pff, into next year. It's almost like, it's almost like we're going to hit the ground running next year. I'll tell you something else. We're going to have 21 days of prayer and fasting, right, right, in the beginning of the year. Everybody says. Other people say, no, no, not again. Do we have to do this? Yes, we do have to do this. You fast whatever you want, but put something in the place, God. Put God in the place of something else. It could be food. It could be TV. It could be your phone. It could be anything. Coffee. Joe tried last, last year. Coffee's like, I'll just give up the whole addiction once. They'll make, they'll make me popular. <laughs> Joss and I, we, don't, we both don't drink coffee, don't we? We are clean. We're clean of, of, of that caffeine. Caffeine will never touch our lips again. Thank you, Jesus. I don't need caffeine. I have the Holy Spirit. Come on, I don't need caffeine. I need the Holy Spirit. But I'm not condemning anybody. You have, you have one if you want. Like one or two a day is fine with me. Don't have 10 or 15 like I used to have. And I was peeing off the walls and I was running like a windmill in the middle of the night in my bed. And my wife says, what are you doing? I said, I'm running. Because I got so much caffeine in my brain and in my system, I can't stop. And then she challenged me one time, I'm fasting something. I don't even know what you're fasting. I said, what are you going to fast? I said, ice cream. Uh, that's not that's easy ice cream fast something else I said okay I'll fast caffeine well that was the dumbest thing I've ever done <laughs> honestly the third day I was throwing up for 10 days I was so sick because I drank so much coke tea coffee everything and if I touch even if I touch it even if I have a green tea I get a headache because it comes to my brain already it's like whoa what's going on here you know so I got rid of it Praise Jesus. No stimulants required. Thank you very much. We don't need any stimulants. I have enough stimulants from the Holy Spirit. You don't need, please believe me, lean into the Holy Spirit. You don't need it. But hey, it's nice. God bless you. Don't feel bad about drinking it. It's okay. We're all on certain levels of discipleship. You'll, you'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Anyway, so guys, you're taking my time. Please don't do that. You're taking my time. So the thing is, though, so the Holy Spirit. So the last words, words that Jesus said. What are the last words that Jesus said? The last words. Not this finished. That's of the cross. And he died. He actually rose again, alive. You know. And <laughs> but you're right. Fair enough. Last, last, last. Before, fair enough. Finished. When he resurrected, what was the last words he said before he was ascended? Wait. Josiah, I'm so glad you're a good theologian, man. I'm glad we pay you in this church. You know, he's a good theologian. He knows what he's saying. Next to the Great Commission in Matthew 25, 28, right? The Great Commission, go and make disciples, preach the gospel, and do all that stuff. He says, literally, he said, Exodus 24 says, and now I will, uh, Luke 24, and now I will send, I'm not there, yeah, send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised, but stay awake here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with a power from heaven. With a power from heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but I look at my own life, I look at our church, I look at you, I look at me, I look at the churches around, and I think we need a little bit more fire and a little bit more power. Because I am not satisfied. I can't see all the people of cancer even healed yet. Well, why can't we see it happen? There's too many things that are not lining up yet. And it's not on God's side. Not to make you feel bad. It's just that we need to lean in. Because there's so much more to grow. So much more to grow into in the power of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, if the devil is bothering you, then I think that you should look at your temperature. Because flies don't sit on hot plates. Whoa. Wow. Let's say that one again. If the devil is bothering you in a great way, then I think you should consider what your temperature is like in the Holy Spirit, how much fire you have, because flies don't sit on a hot plate. I tell you something. There's a time coming, and it is right now, that the people, uh, you and I, are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with power fully, that we will walk tall in the power of God. We will not look back to our world. All these things of the world will go slimly them because of the grace and glory that is on our lives it's happening right now come on we should be the devil's biggest nightmare when he sees you he runs he runs oh no Gideon I'm out of here <laughs> I'm out of here come on the biggest nightmare I tell you some Christians are he's just like all the flies are on you it's actually really nice why oh because you're doing some things that I really like the problem is not Christian stuff. Guys, let's get rid of these flies. <laughs> let's get rid of these flies. And the way you get rid of your flies is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and such fire that they won't even come near your tent. They won't even come near your house. They won't even come near your business. They won't even come near your life and your mind. Come on. There's something in the Holy Spirit that is powerful. So, how hot are you? How hot are we? It's a question. How hot are we? Any more air conditioning? How hot are we, right? Come on. How hot are we in the Holy Spirit? Pastor, I'm doing okay under the circumstances. Well, what are you doing under the circumstances? We are seated in heavenly places with Him. I know there is circumstances, and I get that. But in the midst of the valley, it's all throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. You see the power of God. Yes, I'm struggling here. I'm in the valley. as pain, the sickness, whatever. But God, 
And God will always make a way. He will always strengthen you. Even ever, it sometimes takes years for this pain. Why is there no resolution? I don't know. But he gives you strength to keep going and to keep going. Kathy said to, to me the other day, Gideon, I cannot believe you're still standing. Oh, I like the song of Elton John. I'm still standing. Huh? I'll keep standing. But I'll tell you why I'm still standing. I'm not still standing because I'm awesome, which I am. I'm not standing up because I have a whatever. I'm standing because I have a relentless faith in God that he will not let me down, although I don't understand a lot of things. I just don't get it. It's a mystery to me. But what not, it's not a mystery to me what he's done in my life and his love in my life. And so when I lean in, he'll take care of me. I know he'll take care of me. He'll take care of my family. I have communion every morning. Communion. Sorry, but try. Ah. Communion every morning. Every morning I declare protection over my family. Every day. I believe they're protected. They're empowered because of my prayers. I know I am protected because of my mother's prayers. And other people of you who prayed to me. Some intercessors in this church, they told me last week, they I'm praying for you. I didn't even know you were praying for me. They're praying for you. Isn't that wonderful? But that's the body of Christ. We pray for each other. We cover each other. And particularly in families, we, we work together. We have pain together. But we protect each other. We love one another. And we pray for one another. Amen? But come on, we need the Holy Spirit. We are nowhere without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes with fire. Now fire burns away the dross. The fire burns away the things in our lives that don't belong in our lives. It purifies, it refines. It burns the, burns the junk out of, our, out of our trunk, out of our lives in this way. It burns out the stuff in our lives. Amen? I tell you, it even burns out the desires. What's wrong? It burns... It's an elephant trunk. Elephant the and burns out all the stuff. They, they do. They do. People who are from Africa, they know. Yes, what? And they go. So it burns out the, the, the trunk. I tell you something else. The fire does. The fire. What happens with the fire? The fire burns away the desires that are not part of the kingdom of God in your life. The desires of the flesh, the desires of the world, the desires of the things that we should not be mangling into. And he'll give you new desires. New desires. New desires for him. In the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not leave Jerusalem here, says in Acts 1, but wait. Everybody say wait. For the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't snort here. But wait for the gift of my Father promised, which I've got limits. So come on, you're biting my time again. Which I have John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. My question to you is, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Verse 8, this is the last final words that Jesus says before he levitated, which I think would be so awesome. But he did, went back to the Father. But you will receive power, everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes to you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and even to New Zealand. So that's what it says here. In the, these are the final words of Jesus. You receive power. In the Greek is dynamis. It says we get the word dynamite. He'll put dynamite into your innermost being. It's dynamite. Everybody say dynamite. Yeah, dynamite. Power. Dynamite. I, I like the dynamite. A continual source of power in your life. 
Behind your puku, remember we talked about often, behind the puku, the stream of life, the stream of, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Guys, we cannot live a powerless life. We gotta be led by the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I tell you, the secret is, the secret is to be focused on the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Trinity, He is God, He is here. Jesus is not here. The Father is actually not here. For some of you are very disappointed about this. But through Jesus, they are here. But technically, they're not here. Because the Holy Spirit is here. He is in the earth. And so the Holy Spirit, but through the Holy Spirit, we say, Father, Jesus, remember, because they're one. Three and one, one and three. I know it's a mystery. But just that you know, it's the Holy Spirit. And so we need to get a bit more respect for the Holy Spirit. And a bit more intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And a bit more acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit working, and so the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit, close proximity with the Holy Spirit. See, that's what he's doing right now. He's calling us into this beautiful Holy Spirit relationship of intimacy and love, which will change your life. And actually will empower you and propel you into the world. He is our, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our Conductor, he is our protector, he's our healer, he's everything for us. Amen. I'm almost finished. Actually, I'm not, but yes. You'll be distracting me too much. You'll be witnesses, right? The Holy Spirit will come on you, you'll be my witnesses. Did you know? Because I didn't know, I've been studying this. I didn't know that the same word that says witnesses means martyrs. Did you know that? Now, not everybody will have to be martyred, that means die for the gospel. Many are. In other nations, Iran, other places, people are killed today for their faith. Missionaries killed today for their faith. Now, we are still blessed that we are not. Most of us are not and we'll never see this in our lifetime. But there is a sense of God wanting to, to there's, a, there's a kind of the sense of, 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 of a cross, bearing a cross in our way and, and, and burning and dying to our selfish ambitions and to the things, the pride of life, which is so strong, the whole I word, I think we should just diminish I word. If we take I out of, this, out of our lives, it's amazing what would happen. I, 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 I. Everybody's I, 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 I. Me. Oh, me, me, I, I, I. You take it out. He gives you new desires, opinions. He changes our opinions, our preferences. He changes everything in our lives. And there's a sense of surrendering everything that we have to Him. Amen? And then when the power comes, we are being set free of these things of the mind, addictions, even healings, those kind of things, deliverances in our lives. And He sets us on fire out of the realm of darkness into the realm of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, you never walk in victory. You will never walk in victory outside the power of the Holy Spirit. I will never, you will never. So I suggest that we welcome the Holy Spirit in our lives, maybe like never before, because we need Him. Amen? We need Him in our lives. We're in this world, but not of this world. God has given us the most beautiful gift that the world does not have. The world cannot give you. You know what God has given us, this gift? You know what? God. The Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit is so powerful in our lives. With Him comes fire. With Him comes power. With Him comes insight and death. All these things. And so God is calling us back to basics. Last week it was about our first love. He's calling us back to our first love. Lord, I live for you alone. I'm completely surrendered, wholeheartedly surrendered to you, my first love. But now this week we're talking about the Holy Spirit. That we cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. See, when you come to Christ, you come to the cross. And you come to a resurrection. And the Spirit comes in. But then comes Pentecost. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. You cannot not live in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you look at theologically, if you look at, uh, if you look at how it goes in the Bible, it is first the Gospels, which is Jesus, then it is Acts of the Apostles, which is Holy Spirit, and then it is the church, right? Which we'll talk about next week, right? The church. You can't do the things in the church and be everything you're meant to be here without picking up the Holy Spirit in Acts. Not possible. So first you've got to get saved. Gospel, Jesus, kingdom. Then you come to Acts, you pick up the Holy Spirit, and then you go live your life in the epistles. That's how the sequence goes in the Bible. Amen. I am almost done. Oh, you see, I got time. Closed. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples were gathered in one place, and suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast, wind rushing out from the heavenly realm and the roar of the wind was so overpowering it was all anyone could bear then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them and they were all filled and equipped with the holy spirit speaking in other tongues empowered by the spirit languages they've never learned before the holy spirit life and being filled with the Holy Spirit is the normal Christian life. We're coming back to basics. It's the normal Christian life. Now, I want to show you something, and I'll finish with that. In that room, when the 120 were there, in that room walked in, or drifted in, the pillar of fire. Whoa, pillar of fire. Where have we seen the pillar of fire before? Oh, thanks for reminding me. When Israel, you know, was taken out of Egypt... The pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day, it's, it's, it's a presentation of the presence of God and the protection of God and the empowering presence of God. So here in the New Testament, the church is born, the Holy Spirit comes in a pillar of fire. Well, I think the pillar of fire is right here. It's a pillar of fire. <laughs> and what happens? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The little, they come, it says the pillar of fire was separated on top of people, right? Thanks, says there. And go, flames. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'll get there, bro. I'll get a sister. Tongues of fire. That engulfed them. Some translation says they have little, little flames on top of their heads. Remember some of the other translations? They don't say engulfed. So cute. Get a little flame. No! It is not a little flame. They were engulfed and they became pillars of fire themselves. They became the burning one. I'm sorry that I raised my voice. I'm so sorry I scared you, baby. Sorry. It, burning ones. Guys, God wants burning ones. 
that whatever you walk, that even with Paul, like Paul, you walk past somebody and your shadow would heal people because Paul was a burning one. He was so on fire for the Holy Spirit and so filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are all called to be there. We're all called to be like Paul. We're all called to be like Jesus. Jesus says, you do more things than I do. It's a progression. It's not a diminishing. You do more than I do because I leave the Holy Spirit. If I'm by myself, I only can do so much. But now the whole body of Christ will be pillars of fire all over the globe, wherever you go. Right? And so that's so awesome. I tell you, it strengthens yourself. What is very interesting in the Greek, in this whole thing, it's very interesting, is that when it says about, and I'm done, then I'm really done, it says about being filled and equipped right here. You know, very interesting in the Greek what it says here. In the Greek it says, it's two words. Very interesting, guys. Stay with me. One is plero. Everybody say plero. Plero means an inward infilling. That is the filled. And the equipped, it talks about here, Greek word, like this whole thing, means pletho. And that means outwardly or furnished, furnished and equipped by the Spirit. So at the same time, the Holy Spirit is in you for your relationship with God and intimacy and love and guidance and laughter and joy and all these things in you. But He is on you, Luke 4, Isaiah 61. He is on you for others. Deliverance, empowerment, healing, this breakthrough. He's on you for that. So you see here, both things that happened in the power of the Holy Spirit. They were engulfed from top to toe. Filled. Now, I don't know how you feel today. But I didn't feel that. Off late. I do now. Because I've gone back into it. Because it's always there. It's just we've got to lean in. Lean in, right? Let go of the other distractions. What you put attention to, that becomes your reality, right? And so we get like, I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm going there. And Jesus, why do you come to me? So when you come back to Jesus, alignment, whoa, you're so aware of his presence again. And the fire is burning so beautiful. Because he's a gentleman, he won't push you. He will come into your life in such a beautiful way, such a powerful way. And then they appeared drunk. They said, these guys are drunk. Because they all started laughing and they started speaking in other tongues. They were so happy. Because when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you get happy. Because Jesus is happy. And so they all got filled with the Holy Spirit. And Paul Peter said, no, 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 no. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. No, no. This is what said the prophet Joel. For this is what I do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. They will see visions. Old men will experience dreams. Praise God for the old men. Nobody here, okay. Old men who will see visions and visions in our life. There is such a activation of the prophetic in the world right now all over the world prophetic but also God wants to activate the prophetic in you at the sons we've seen such a prophetic acceleration because we're going after this stuff right you guys you guys also hear that all the prayer people here they see a prophetic act so so lean in we can all prophesy we can all, because God dreaming dreams let the Holy Spirit dream dreams through you because he want to encourage you and he wants to encourage people through you so let's make sure that we have this prophetic activity in our lives amen come on the Holy Spirit is blowing I want you to get into a position of just receiving the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit you're so beautiful you're so powerful we acknowledge you in the room we acknowledge the pillar of fire. The pillar of fire. The same fire, the same presence of God that was with Israel. 
the same presence of God that came on the disciples 2,000 years ago. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fire of God, burn in our lives. Burn in our lives. Lord, we want to be filled with your Holy Spirit, even filled afresh with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we get out of the way. We get out of the way and we allow you, Lord, to do whatever you want to do in this season, actually always, in our lives. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, pour out right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. As we sing this next song, it talks about pouring out the Holy Spirit. Some of you have maybe walked with God for a long, long time, but you still feel a little bit dry. And there's a whole bunch of people here, a bunch of leaders who want to pray with you. I want to have an altar call right here. And I want to invite you, if you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you may become a Christian, and that's cool, but you've never had the empowerment, then I want you to come forward. Or maybe you've been walking for a long time with God, or maybe a short time, but you are, you've had some empowerment, but the thing is though, you're a little bit dry, and you need some more fire. There's people going to be here going to pray with you for the fire of God to come. The fire of God is so empowering. It is so beautiful. And don't be afraid of the fire. The fire is beautiful. God is a consuming fire. But He's also love at the same time. Always. Always. So we never have to be afraid of Him. We say, Lord, come with your fire. Come with your love at the same time. Minister to me. Burn away the dross. Burn away the things, the disappointments. Burn away the things, even some of the things that I'm, I'm attesting myself to. Some of the sin that so easily entangles. Burn away all these things in my life, Lord, because I want to be solely for you. Why don't we stand together and come now. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, you want to be baptized there's, of course, tongues. There's a spiritual language that God wants to give you as you're filled with the Holy Spirit, which is beautiful. The devil, the Bible says the devil doesn't know what you're saying. When you start speaking in tongues, the heavenly language, the devil has no idea what you're saying, but you're speaking mysteries in God, and God activates you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to speak in tongues, all of you. So if anybody does not speak, come forward. I want to pray with you. Several people here will be praying for you. Let's pray for the sick also. Absolutely. Anybody who's sick, let's just have some great Holy Spirit time as He's being poured out over our lives. And let's expect great things from God right now. Come now. If you want to be baptized, fire of God. Come on.